incredible opportunity to talk to Brandon Jenner over Zoom video. Honestly, Brandon Jenner is one of the most humble individuals you will ever talk to. And the song he recently released pretty much just sums up his character. It's a song called Life for Two. The video is so, so powerful as well. He tells us the story behind the song, which is just, it's a lot. He tells the story, but essentially a woman who knew that she was passing away asked him to write a song for her daughters that she was going to be leaving behind. And the video he created and edited himself and produced the song himself is just so, so heartfelt. And you can just tell in the interview how empathetic Brandon really is. He talks to us about how he got into music. I mean, being born into the public eye, he actually had some advantages as far as his stepdad is David Foster. If you're not aware who David Foster is, just Google him. It will honestly take you half a day to just read through his discography of the artists that he's worked with. Crazy. So Brandon talks about being able to sit in the studio with, with him, with the stepdad, and kind of be a fly on the wall and just soak up and absorb really how David worked. His mom's also a songwriter. He talks about recording his first ever song when he's young. I think it was the song he, his mom wrote, and he got to sing the, the, the verses for it. But it really wasn't until college when he really wanted to pursue a career in songwriting. He does talk to us about those early bands he was in, some of the early shows he performed, writing and producing all of his own material, and of course all about his brand new EP, which is called Short of Home. Oh yeah, and don't forget to watch the music video for Life for Two. So good. And you can watch our interview with Brandon Jenner on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. Once again, he's such a humble person. You have to watch the video and it would be rad if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at bringing back pod. We'd appreciate your support. If you follow and subscribe to our podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, we're bringing it backwards with Brandon Jenner. This podcast is about your journey in music. And of course, we'll talk about uh, your new record that you just released short of home. I love it. Great. Thanks, man. Cool. Cool. Um, I know you, Came from a musical family <laughs> a bit. Um, why don't you talk to me about you're born and raised in Los Angeles? Yeah, yeah, I was born and raised in um in Malibu. Um, my uh, my mom and my my dad, who was Bruce Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner, um, moved out here just before I was born, and so I, I I was born in Malibu and raised in Malibu along with my little brother Brody, and yeah, and I, I my stepdad. Uh, is David Foster. He came into our lives when we were really young. Probably I was about like four or five when he started living with us. And so that was really nice having him and having a home studio at the house because I was always really drawn to music and would spend a lot of time in his studio watching musicians come through and watching the recording process. And so and then my mom, of course, is a is a songwriter as well, who's mm -hmm. um, written a lot of amazing songs. So, yeah, I, I grew up in a musical household and music uh, became a bigger part of my life as I kind of got into college and I realized that's what I wanted to do with my life and you know kind of see if I could form a career out of it that's amazing I mean do you remember how early or how young you were when you really started to be you know were drawn to music as like oh my gosh this is something I I love like I mean to have David Foster <laughs> in your life I'm sure was a quite a eye-opening experience to to see the type of you know the talent yeah. that's coming through his studio i'm sure 
I always loved to sing, um, which is funny because I guess when I was really young, I wasn't as as shy as I then became kind of like later in life. Um, <laughs> but uh, I always loved to sing, sing when I was young. And, and I remember doing a demo for my mom, a song that she had written. It was called um, I'm Too Young. And it was like this uh, this song, I'm too young to be in love, caught between a child and a man. And they needed a young kid to sing it. And so um, I forget how old I was. I was probably like eight or nine or ten, something like that and uh did the demo for them and that was just a total blast like to be in the studio and and um, laying down a a a vocal that that took some effort and you know we're recomping a vocal and it was just a it turned out really good i was really proud of it and um i think i performed it for my school too when i was that's cool some kind of thing so (laughs) yeah i i i fell in love with music really young but it wasn't also until like later and going through some of my first breakups um you know and feeling um, feeling the, the the weight of of love that music really helped me to process emotions in a in a healthier way than I would have without the music. So that was when I really discovered the the power, uh, the healing power of music, mm-hmm. and that's kind of now what I try to do in return is to make music that will help other people get through difficult times. Sure, I mean especially with that new song and video, what a powerful powerful song you wrote. Yeah, thanks, man. I yeah, I watched the video a couple of times. Like, wow, like really? Yeah, yeah this is really good. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Thank yeah, you. I it. yeah. I wanted to, you know, it's it's. I think it's important for people to feel um, feelings, right, mm-hmm. and to allow themselves to. I think we live not necessarily in this culture. Who knows what to blame it on? But you know, I even know what it feels like to kind of feel um emotions rush into you and then you kind of go no no no, not here not now not in front of these people and you you swallow and you you push them down and um i think that's a really bad habit that a lot of people have um been taught mm-hmm. and so a video like that and a song like that you know i really wanted it to be something that you you couldn't resist you know especially mm-hmm. if you were alone that's why i asked people to watch that video alone because you know, when you're alone and you're sitting in front of your computer, you give yourself the license to be able to feel whatever it is you want to feel. So, um, yeah, that that I'm, I'm glad that it turned out the way that it did. And I definitely spent a lot of time crying editing the video. I'm and, sure. <laughs> and writing a song and recording the song, you know, that was uh, it was pretty. Yeah, it was pretty heavy for me um, just writing the song itself because, you know, it was it. I, do, do you know how it? it came to be that song i read i read about it but i'd love to have you t- tell tell the story it was a, a i was in copenhagen and i played this show in denmark and um at the end of the show this lady came up to me as, as people do at the end of a show and said oh i really love your, your music and that show was great thank you so much that's so cool that you came here and she said i have something that i want to ask you and she said i'm i got diagnosed with an illness and i'm not going to be around in a couple of years and i have two young kids and I'm really having a difficult time processing leaving them behind. And I want you to write a song about it. You're my favorite songwriter. So I just, you know, was floored with, you know, just, it just felt like so, like I was carrying this really special thing all of a sudden. This, this mm-hmm. lady asked me to do something that I knew was really important to her. And she was only going to ask me to do it. And so, you know, I felt the weight of it right away. And I came home and I started writing a song. And that's what this song is. It's called Life for Two. And the cool thing is, is that what, what a brave woman that, that she would want, you know, that her story told in this way. Mm-hmm. And 
because what what I've seen the song do since it's been released is is so wonderful. What a gift she's given just by asking, mm-hmm. um, because so many people that have lost their loved ones have found some kind of healing in this song and in that video, mm-hmm. and that really just means so much to me. And it it just means that the ask of of her was so much more important, and it was so, so much bigger than herself in a way, and. So I'm just really grateful that I got to be a part of it and that she asked me to do it. And, you know, I feel like um, I, I feel like I put as much heart and soul into it as I possibly could. And I'm proud with the way it turned out. Yeah, you can definitely tell. And it says something about your character as well to actually take that on. You know what I mean? Like you could have said, that's I'm very sorry. That's that's such a terrible thing that you're going through and then left it at that. But to take the time to take it home and I mean, the way the song is written, the way it whole plays out is so direct and so like beautifully done that I mean, that's, I don't know what to say. That's just so, so special. Well, I appreciate that. You know, it's one of those things where we, it, it would just hit me all of a sudden um, in the same way that other songs have. I've seen things on television that have inspired me to just write a song right then and there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when something hits you on an emotional level like that, one of my one of the things that I've always been able to do in my life is that when I'm kind of feeling something I can sit down and just write you know and that seems to really help Mm -hmm. so to be able to do that in song form and to just sit down and pick up a guitar and and you know pour those emotions into something is also a form of therapy for me so um yeah it's it's that that's just kind of a tool that I've used in my life to be able to get through difficult times and to process emotions and this gave me another opportunity because mm-hmm. whether or not she asked me to write a song you know her story still exists and it would still kind of cripple me at times you know mm-hmm. just to know that that could happen i'm a parent and mm-hmm. you know the idea of leaving kids behind prematurely is um you know it brings up brings up a lot of a lot of emotions mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm a parent as well so I, and it's interesting because i didn't know that you know you wanted people to watch the video alone but i did i was just sitting here in my studio and, and i watched the video a couple of times I was like, wow this like is so so powerful and like to, if you if i was watching it out in the living room or you know with distractions i don't think you'd get the full feel i think yeah. you really have to once you watch it and you're watching this woman and her kids and you're like oh my gosh she's ta- you're talking about you know not seeing her grandbabies and so and you know in so many words and then it's just like it's a lot it's a lot it's a powerful song yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, you're gonna make me tear up now. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I spent so much time. I mean, like it's it it's yeah. What a what a weight off to. I swear it feels like sometimes. I mean, there was moments when I was editing that last part of the video, and it was um, it was like uh oh the 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 fade into you know the only time there's a cross dissolve is when you go to to um the little girl by herself laying on the bed and yeah it's just like it, it just everything lined up it's like the stars aligned and it was like oh my god that feels so right then the slide guitar coming in and that first crossfade it really felt like you went into like this new um it it, it felt like time had passed even yeah it really and it just brought me to like i just i went and sat in my chair you know behind me and just like cried for 10 minutes just bawling crying like you know out of not just at that point you're almost you're crying out of just pure relief and um appreciation and just kind of gratitude that something um that you that you care about so much 
has lined up in this way that you you just know that it's going to affect people Mm -hmm. it's like you're sitting on this thing that you've put so much into and you know when you see things line up like that you're like oh this people are gonna really get some value out of this and uh that 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 felt like an, an incredible feeling to sit with that and to just to you know just to feel so grateful so it, you know the tears of sadness in the beginning they, they end up kind of becoming these tears of gratitude that people are going to find some kind of therapy in this and you know just to to know that that's just one woman's story but mm-hmm. all the people that this song will affect and resonate with they all have their own story that have just as much tragedy and beauty all at the same time mm-hmm. and it's so relatable to so many people as well yeah like you said it's one woman's story but it's also so relatable to millions upon millions of other people that have went through similar similar yeah. things yeah. It's, yeah it's a it's a great song um I want to back up just a little bit here. I'm curious, I mean, having your, your mom as a songwriter and, and being around, you know, obviously your stepdad as a songwriter, were you able to kind of watch their process at all? Do you remember like as a kid seeing them sitting down and like tinkering and, and writing some, like a song and have you ever, like, do you feel like your process is similar to that? Uh, absolutely. I mean, I remember them writing songs. I remember my stepdad sitting in the, he had a big piano in the living room and, and he would just sit and play and, and write. So, yeah, but, but I have very different styles. You know, you mm-hmm. you kind of create your own style um, with, with anything, not just writing, but also with producing. And part of it's driven by technology. I remember, I remember watching my um, stepdad comp vocal and the way he would record a vocal and comp it is so different than the way that I do it now. But mm-hmm. mostly that's just because, you know, I'm, I'm working on Pro Tools and he was working on 48. Yeah, tape. Tape, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, 48 track tape. So, um, and 24 track initially, and then he got that big machine. And so I, I uh, yeah, things are, things are different, but, but I, I also remember the emotion that my parents had when they were writing songs. And I'd say that that is very similar. And that was always very inspiring is that they would, sometimes when they would hit on something that they felt was really great, um, they would just be kind of awestruck with how, how cool it was and how great it was. And, and I, I could see the seriousness and the focus with which they brought to, to songwriting. And so that, that is similar for sure. Sure. And what was there like, do you remember if they finished something was like, Oh my gosh, I got this something great. Like, you know, oh, yeah. Brandon, every, do you want to listen to this? <laughs> every time, every time. <laughs> every so time. Cool. I mean, that's, that's how it is when you write songs, you know, you just, you feel, you feel so good about, you know, this thing that you just did. And, and uh, yeah, then, then you record it over the next few months and then six months later it comes out. And by the time it comes out, you're like, I'm so sick of that thing. I got, sure. you got to hear this new thing that I just wrote. Yeah, I just wrote something so much better. Yeah, Check so much out. better. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, listen to that. I don't care. Listen to this new thing. So it's that, that's the, that's the process of creation. You know, if, if you're, if you're creating enough, um, you're just always constantly excited about the, the latest thing that you've done. That's so cool. Um, what was the first instrument you learned? I didn't ask you about that. Technically, um, saxophone was like the first thing that I, I picked up and, and took lessons at when I was a kid and learned how to play some songs and spent some time with it. And um, But, you know, guitar was something that like I, I remember learning how to play. I don't remember if it was before or after, but I remember learning how to play like boom, 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 boom Nirvana. Oh, yeah. 
Um, Enter the Sandman. Boom, 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 boom. Is that a Metallica song? Yeah. So like I had a couple of little things that I would, you know, knew how to play on the guitar. Um, but it wasn't until I got into college, really, that a friend of mine, a guy across the hall in the dorms had a guitar and he taught me how to play Sweet Home Alabama. And, really? Yeah. And, <laughs> which has always been one of my favorite songs. I love it. And it's a cool he, riff. <laughs> it is. I mean, you know, bum, bum, bang, bang. <laughs> when you learn how to do that, you're like, oh, my God, I'm playing guitar, man. Yeah, this is so cool. So, <laughs> and and I it was one of those moments in my life where um, to elaborate on it. I, I was looking around in the dorms and or, there were all these people that were switching majors and didn't know what they wanted to do still in their life. And they were trying to figure out. And it felt like this time where there were all these peers that were still trying to figure out what do I want to put my life's energy into. And for me, it gave me that that opportunity to kind of look at my life and think, well, what do I want to do with my life? Um, and up until that point, I was really focused on sports. I mean, with the last name Jenner, I thought that that's what I was supposed to do. That's what all my sure. peers thought that I was supposed to do, right? Like in school, growing up, it was just, that was, you know, what people would always say. It's like, oh, well, you know, I, you know, they'd pick me first for teams. They would just always put <laughs> yeah. me, right? As if I- you Must should. be athletic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, got, yeah. So, um, you know, I always grew up kind of just doing sports and thinking that that's what I was supposed to do with my life. Um, and it was mostly like motocross and snowboarding and, surfing we got into a lot of like more extreme and kind extreme of different sports, sports. And, and um so that was that was my focus when i went to college and part of the reason why i went chose boulder which is where i went is because i could go snowboarding so much and really focus on that but when i was there and i kind of thought about you know those different life paths um music this thing that had been consistent in my life for my entire life um i felt like wait a minute this is the thing that i feel like i have a lot to say in the world I feel like there's a um, an opportunity for me to be able to to put my life's work into something that is could not only help people but also I can be doing for a long time, a lot longer than you could be a you know a professional snowboarder. Snowboarder, right? Snowboarder, <laughs> Time's pretty limited there, I would yeah. think. So yeah, it is. And so at that point, I, I had a big life decision. I decided that I was going to just stop watching tv with my friends which is what we would do in the dorms sometimes we'd sit and you know drink beer and smoke weed and watch tv right sure of course <laughs> and uh and so instead we just like i was just like well i'm gonna learn how to play guitar so i went down to the local music store and bought like a hundred dollar you know the cheapest guitar they had and um and sat in my sat in my studio it's actually sitting right next to me that same guitar oh cool i see i was you kept it that's amazing yeah, yeah um and i uh, started started playing and i had a couple of friends that wanted to do the same thing so we just sat there and we just learned how to play guitar would teach each other stuff and learn stuff from friends and i spent years doing that years and years i felt like i had to make up for lost time at that point i was 19 you know 19 or 20 years old mm -hmm. and so i felt like i had all this time that i had to make up for because i was really kind of getting started in it what i thought was very late Mm -hmm. So I just dove in head first, got super pale, super skinny. <laughs> like I just, yeah. just never know. saw the sun and just yeah, only inside. Yeah. <laughs> used, to, used to laugh at that, that. Like when I eventually moved home and I, I built a little recording studio in our garage at, um, at home, 
Uh, she was like, you know, she's, she always, she didn't actually, but she said, I used to have to slide food under the door so that he would eat. <laughs> um, we just like, you know, sleep most of the day and then, and then work all night. And uh, I had a great group of friends that we were, that was as passionate about it as I was. And we would just um, record and, and uh, make music. And so that's why I do all my production now is because from the very beginning, I really started working on Pro Tools. Um, it was before Pro Tools, it was like a little, uh, you know, two track recorders and all these mm -hmm. different things. And, um, but I, I've, recording has gone along in parallel with my songwriting and playing. Oh, that's amazing. So you, since day one, you've always just kind of been doing it like in your own DIY sort of way. Yeah. Well, I've always, I always kind of saw in the beginning that, that um, the software available with recording music, it, it kind of became its own instrument in a way. Sure. Uh, and so I recognized that, you know, pretty early, I guess. And so pretty much from the conception of Pro Tools, I started diving in head first and because it felt like there was it was so versatile and you could do so much with it like i said it's its own instrument so mm -hmm. um i would say that even more so than guitar that's kind of what instrument i'm i'm best at you know because mm -hmm. it it gives you the ability to be able to manipulate and mix music in in ways that are that are unique and cool you know you can only make an acoustic guitar sound like so many things right but right put it into pro tools and we have all these plugins you have the opportunity to actually stumble upon a really cool sound something that is unique that people haven't heard before so there's a lot of um possibilities yeah it's an instrument in itself like you said i mean you can do a million things and the way you produce a certain song or a guitar even a guitar tone could be right. different than anyone else's Exactly. And we hear it in stuff. I mean, you know, some of like the vocal sounds on the Billie Eilish stuff, you know, some mm -hmm. of the, the tremolo and like the, the foment, like, you know, messed around with that. That's, that was, that's like a unique sound. People are like, oh, I've never really heard that, you know, before. Right. Um, which is fantastic. I, I love that. And it makes it, um, makes it hip. <laughs> sure. And like, yeah, was with Billie Eilish too, it's like, it has this like lo-fi feel to it, but it's all done similar to and what anyone else is doing in their, you know, studio, home studio, they just figured For out sure. a different way to do it. For sure. That's cool. Um, when you, do you remember the first song that you're writing your first songs and like showing it to people? Was that pretty early on or was that a, kind of an intimidating thing to do? No, I was, I was pretty excited about it. Um, I don't remember what they were, what my first songs were. I mean, I remember some, some of them, but I, I pretty quickly started like making records and started recording them. When I, when I would write a song, I would, you know, my next step was, let me figure out how to record this. And, um, you know, I made like records when I, there was a long time ago and we did this show. I must've been like 23 or something like that. So only a few years after I even learned how to play guitar. Um, and I made a full record um, with a band that I had back then called big doom. I, I, I would record, um, make like cds and pass them out i had a band, band called night vision at one point we would record all of our own stuff and um so i've been i've been recording and and sharing my music for for quite some time for sure that's amazing and with those bands you guys play shows i mean you talked about playing obviously in denmark to to hear the story to create life for two but were were you doing local shows like around los angeles and then how did your career kind of expand to a bigger audience? Yeah I, yeah, I mean, I started out just playing at our local dive bars here. You know, the the first one was the Malibu Inn. Um, I played there <laughs> when I was when I was young, and it would be so fun to go back and be a fly on the wall. We must have been terrible. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, like I, I have, I literally have memories of of 
of getting up on stage after there was like a band that played um and there were some people there and then me and my buddies we got up on stage and we played and halfway through the first song the place was cleared out like we cleared the place <laughs> out. i swear to god yeah, i swear to god i'll never forget that it was so funny um you know we were just like loud and, and sure. we were playing very different kind of music back then it was like loud and just really rocking kind of stuff. aggressive <laughs> yeah more of that young angst kind of sure you know music and I was in a like a, a kind of a speed metal punk metal band at one point too, um, playing bass for them, and, and I went around the uh, country on the Warp tour and played. Oh with wow! Like a year and a half, maybe or something like that. And so I've you know traveled around the country a couple times and in some different bands, and um, you know played all these different kinds of music. But the one thing that was always consistent for me, which is that is that I always picked up an acoustic guitar and wrote. Um, songs where the lyrics were really important because mm -hmm. those are the ones that always resonated with me the most when I was young. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of where I spend, that's, that's like my, my bread and butter, right? It's, it's, that's, that's what I like to do the most is to, um, is to tell a story just with a really simple production, um, acoustic guitar and, you know, be able to move people with what you're saying Mm -hmm. Music is this opportunity where you have three minutes to kind of say whatever the hell you want to say, right? And right. You an audience to to say it. Um, you might get laughed out of conversations if you said these things, you know. <laughs> um, but in but in the within the the context of music, um, you have a captive audience, and so it's. I I just think it's such a cool thing that we have this this thing that we can say anything that we want to say, and I take that very seriously. So, and I think acoustic um music singer songwriter stuff lends itself best to be able to get that message across yeah i completely i completely agree when 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 were you in denmark with and had this conversation with this woman was that must have like, been three years ago two and a half oh uh, okay like that, two and a half or three years ago yeah no it wasn't yesterday all right um, i didn't know how quickly it went i'm curious to know where you were at like when this whole pandemic hit i know you congratulations on you've had twins which is so cool and got married i know you've done a lot and of course uh, released a record over the past year and a half but where were you like when the pandemics hit were you on the road were you working on this ep i was at home and i was yeah working on this ep i guess um we i was at home really because we were having these kids mm -hmm. um, my wife and i we our due date was february 18th of 2020 which is oh. just before kind of everything yeah. Yeah. and and we had twins and um we, they were born a day after their due date actually which is pretty wild with twins because normally they're about a month early right um so uh but they were born on february 19th and so what that did is it we had a normal hospital experience it was fantastic and just when we got to the point where we were like all right yeah maybe we can invite some people over to meet the babies it was like no nope, everything shut down oh man and it was okay though it was fine i mean we had a I, we've had a really great year and a half just being home and gardening and you know i'm kind of dealing with that a little bit right now where <clears throat> i'm about to go out on the road again mm -hmm. next week and um my life has been so comfortable right i've been home we've been gardening we've been raising our kids and um my wife is fantastic you know pretty much cooks every meal for the whole family and you know i just have this um really really nice life 
And so the idea of going back out on the road and, you know, getting in a, in an RV and by myself and going out and being away for a couple of weeks, um, is unsettling. Mm -hmm. And it's just because it's like anything in life, you know, the growth lies in the, the challenges, right? So it would be so easy for me to just be like, oh, I'm not going to go do the, the tour and just stay at home. But mm -hmm. there's not a lot of growth that comes from that. And also, there's people out there that want to hear my music and that it's affected them in a certain way. So um, I am I'm excited about getting out on the road, but it's uh, I'm, I'm in this transitional time where I'm kind of coming out of this blissful year and a half that we've had of just being home and being with our closest friends and family. Mm -hmm. and now moving out into something very new and an adventure and kind of leaving all of that behind um even if it's just for 15 days sure uh, so i'm just in that transitional time right now where i'm figuring out how to play music live again and uh which is, seems like it's going pretty well so far <laughs> and um yeah I'm, I'm gonna be heading out on the road real soon so yeah I'm, I'm just i'm just in that time where it's a little a little unsettled but mm -hmm. uh but but I know that it's going to spark more um, inspiration and, you know, I'll probably come home with uh, half of a, my next record written. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I can I could see that being a little challenging, especially with two two you know, newborns, so to speak, where there's other artists that have just been sitting on their hands like, OK, like, let's go. And like where you've kind of like had this whole experience that you probably wouldn't have had that much downtime at least if it wasn't for what what was going on but um yeah i mean you know to be honest in my life i mean like i grew i grew up here in malibu um you know my i my mom is is fantastic but she's always like worked hard to make my, myself and my little brother's life comfortable and easy you know that she's felt like that's her job you know struggle is something that um i deal with more on a personal level like i've dealt with in my life via, through love and mm -hmm. um, insecurities and things like that but um you know and then i also find it in other people like i find this the the i find the inspiration for struggle sometimes in what other people are going through because you know my life is filled with so many comforts and um you know i've spent a lot of time in my life wondering why that's the case why i why why this is the life you know we don't fill out a form before we're born but mm -hmm. i was just born in this this really nice life i live in a great place i just go surf right across the street and you know have a, a, a nice house and in, in my favorite part of the world and um my all my family's close by it's really nice mm -hmm. and um you know that doesn't that's not always conducive to writing uh music right? mm -hmm. So sure. struggle is something sometimes that I have to I have to search out and mm -hmm. that's okay. But uh, yeah, that's that's just a little bit of the things that go on in my own my own head. Like what, um, why why is this my existence? Why is this my reality? Mm -hmm. And um, you know, it also I mean people there's also people out there that might say that it's been difficult, right? Because of uh, having a father that's transitioned and. Um, coming from a broken home, having a dad that wasn't around when I was young, and you know, I've, I've had my own set of challenges, but sure, um, but 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 yeah, it, it's hard to ignore the surface of it, which is just that I, you know, was born in a very affluent neighborhood and affluent family, and life has been made really comfortable, and there's almost some a part of shame that comes with that as well, you know, um, like that that's not something that I deserve, right? 
So I'm constantly looking for ways to grow, ways to challenge myself, um, you know, do the best I can to be kind to other people and to be, to make them feel good. Cause I think that's the only thing we leave when we're gone. We leave behind when we're gone is the way we made other people feel and to try to be of service as much as I can and contribute to things that are going on in my community. And, you know, so it's almost like I'm trying to make up for some of those, those, those other things, the things that I was afforded in my life. Sure. But I mean, also just to, to your point is like, but you've also had the microscope on you your entire life, right? I mean, it's, if you, you probably have that maybe in your, in your, as a subconscious, like if, you know, the public eyes on you and it's like, if you do something, somebody's going to talk about it. It's like, you still have, like, they look at your, the surface where, yeah, you do have all these things, but it's also like you, there's challenges. I'm sure that come with that as well. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think I do a pretty decent job of ignoring a lot of that stuff just because <laughs> yeah, I've been around it so long and I, I know how unreal it is. You know, it's just right. it's not reality um, at all. Uh, and I've seen enough things over my time that are just, you know, when you're on the inside, you know how untrue a lot of stuff is, right? You see, right, of course, why, why even bother, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I know what you mean. There's, like I said, it has its own, you know, my existence has its own set of challenges. Um, but, but I, I think that the comforts outweigh those challenges. Okay. They can. I mean, I've seen, Listen, I've seen people in my life that peers that I grew up with that treated life very, very differently. Right. They Mm -hmm. they wanted to um, drugs is a big thing. You know, of course, they get into drugs, a lot of self-destructive behavior. Um, And, uh, you know, it's it's pretty tragic. There's like a lot of consumption and a lot of um, uh, selfishness. And I guess that I, you know, part of me, I, I try to do, go, go the opposite way where I try to look for things that I, I, I try to think about all the things that I do in my life that are hurting my, me physically and mentally and spiritually. And, and um, I'm constantly in pursuit of things that are going to make me a, a better person um, and make the people around me, empower the people around me as well, rather than just you know, act selfishly and, and entitled. I mean, that, that word just by itself, right. Is like a, is a big trigger for me. Um, I never want to come across as entitled because I've seen that in my life peers, um, that have acted that way. And that's just a really big turnoff for me. So, you know, and some of it's an overcompensation. Some Mm -hmm. of my people pleasing and all that stuff has become, it's a bit of an overcompensation for, um, fear out of fear of being entitled. I don't, I, I, I'm, I see exactly where you're coming from when you say that, but to me, you don't feel like just, just to let you know that you don't come off as entitled whatsoever. And the fact that just reading that you wrote this song for this woman in Denmark that you had met to me spoke like so much volumes to your character. I was like, wow, he, took what this woman said to heart and went home and wrote and created this video that is like so powerful. Like it really floored me. I was like, wow, like you didn't need to do that, but you did. I I appreciate that, you know, but, and, and it means a lot because the people that do care or dig a little bit, hopefully we'll find that out. Right. And we'll find Mm -hmm. some kind of relief in the fact that I'm, you know, that I don't, I'm, I'm not entitled or at least I'm working really hard at not being, but, 
but like you said about the microscope before a, a vast majority of people that don't know me but just maybe know my name or know my family or kind of know me as being in the mix uh i'm sure that their idea of who i am is very differently if they, if they just hear my name sometimes um i i i would assume that they kind of are like oh yeah like a kardashian right like oh it was another kardashian kind of a thing right or right of course like, yeah um so it, it it does mean a lot to me for, that the people that care and the people that do dig deeper or at least see some of you know my music and stuff that i'm sure it's a nice reveal when they when they find out that there is there is a person there right it's not just like a an avatar of of um of uh luxury and and you know right lucky uh like well humble person and and uh, you know an empathetic person i would say yeah well for sure for sure you know it's not like you're taking that to grant empathetic to a fault you should see how often i'm I'm crying i'm crying all the damn time (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean i yeah I, i do the best i can to put myself in other people's shoes for sure um yeah, yeah, and I'm and I'm pretty. I get pretty torn up of about things about when I see people being treated unfairly. You know, whether it's, I mean, you know, without getting too political, like things like if anybody's made to feel like if they were a kid brought here to this country and they are ever made to feel like they don't belong here, mm-hmm. I, I'm I get so frustrated with that. You know, the idea of being like a kid that is this is the only home you've ever known, but then for people to make you feel like you don't belong here is yeah. it just tears me apart. Like what what an inhumane thing to be doing. And I care so much for those people, you know, for people mm-hmm. that um I mean those are those are real struggles, you know. And in comparison to my life, it's it's it, it the the contrast is <laughs> it's crazy. But I just do the best I can to try to understand what other people have, are going through and travel has been a big help for that right so mm-hmm. just traveling around the world and seeing the way people live and africa and indonesia and um different parts of the world has has been huge for me um because you know it just shines the light on how unique my life experience has been mm-hmm. um when you when you take the whole whole world into consideration, you know I could have very, just as easily been born somebody else. Um, sure. So or or fell into some like something that like your peers had you know fell into which you didn't do right. I mean, there's that end of it too. For sure, for sure. Yeah, it's possible, and I, yeah, and you know sometimes. I don't know where I just don't know where that came from. I I give my mother a lot of credit because she's just a, a really really kind person, um, and has done a great job at at um at, at reminding us of that through our lives. My brother and I, mm-hmm. um, you know, but also part of it is just is just the ability to be able to 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 try to see the world from different angles, right? And and mm-hmm. to get out of your own head for a second and gain some perspective other people's perspective on on the world and and listen mm-hmm. uh but but yeah here i am you know taking taking the the things that i was afforded because you know one of the things that i'm most grateful for is the fact that my life gave me the ability to be able to f- spend so much time working on my craft you know mm-hmm. i mean i would day in day out 
work on my craft when I was in my twenties and college years without worrying about bills, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, I just was focused on music and I'm so grateful that I, that, that I had the time to be able to work on a craft and be able to get it to the point where it is now, where, um, it can really affect other people's lives. So, you know, there, there really are a lot of, a, a lot of things that I'm very, very grateful for. And then other things that I'm trying to have perspective on so that I don't fall into that, that, that hole of thinking mm -hmm. that this is what everybody's life is like, because it sure. is. <laughs> well, I think you're doing amazing things and your new record is awesome. And especially, I love how powerful the video and, and of course the song for life or two is, I think it's awesome. Thank you, Adam. I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah, this has been great. And I really appreciate you taking time to even talk with me, man. I, you don't have to do this. And I, and I, and I thank you for that. This is great. Are you? And I love it. I love. I love sitting down and chatting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, with this setup, I don't get to you know learn too much about you. But I would like that. And, you know, typically a conversation. If we were just hanging out, I'd be asking you a whole bunch of questions. But, <laughs> but this is all about you. People want to know I, what, I guess, what, what you got going on. And I guess we, so. Well, we'll have to do that offline then one day. I would love that. I would love that. I'm going to hold you to that. Well, I thank you, man, so much. I have one more question for you before I let you go, though, Brandon. Yeah, I want to know. If you have any advice for aspiring artists. Yeah, get to know who you are. Um, get to know what's unique about you. Don't, you know, you can use other, other musicians as inspiration um, and other music as inspiration, but the really, the, the challenge for any artist is to figure out what is unique about you and to unapologetically.